Welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. So before we do jump into the Word, let's just open in prayer. Father God, I just thank You for Your Word. I thank You that it's powerful, it's living. We pray, Lord, that You would speak to us as we open it this morning, Lord God. Speak to Your people in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. Well, the Bible is undoubtedly the most impactful and transformative book the world has ever known. From the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, we read the story of God's eternal design to redeem a fallen world. With God as its inspiring author, the Bible is the world's greatest work of literature. And throughout the ages, multitudes have spent their lives proclaiming its truth. There has never been a book that has been more viciously attacked. It has been banned, it has been burned, it has been mocked ridiculed and defamed. And many, in fact, have paid the ultimate sacrifice so that others may simply hold in their hands a copy of its pages. This is my word. You can see my, um, I'm giving away my age here, my 90s cheat tabs. Who's got cheat tabs on their Bible? (laughs) Yes, some of my old school friends have got cheat tabs on their Bible. Now they do it a little more discreetly so they have little indentations so they don't all hang out like that. You can, you know, find your way. And you can cheat in Sunday school when who gets to the word the fastest. You know, evangelist and author Josh McDowell says it like this. The Bible was written over a period of 1,500 years approximately in various places all the way from Babylon to Rome. The human authors included over 40 people from various stations of life, kings, peasants, poets, herdsmen, fishermen, scientists, farmers, priests, pastors, tent makers and governors. Many, I might add, who had never met. It was written in the wilderness in a dungeon, inside palaces and prisons, on lonely islands and in military battles. Yet it speaks with agreement and reliability on hundreds of controversial subjects, telling one story from beginning to end, God's salvation of man through Jesus Christ. No person could have possibly conceived or written such a work. You know, the Bible says of itself in 2 Timothy 3, all Scripture is breathed out by God. It is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every work. So it trains us, it changes us, it transforms us. And you know, there's a lot of interesting information about the Word of God. It's the greatest selling book of all time. The Guinness Book of World Records highlights a 2021 study by the British and Foreign Bible Society which suggests that the total number of Bibles printed is between five and seven billion copies. It is a collection of 66 books written in three languages across three continents It has been translated in its entirety into over 500 different languages. It's a compilation of poems, prophecies, letters, laws, histories and biographies, telling one unified story and showing us 
our need for Jesus and teaching us how to become more like him. His word is eternal. The truths declared in his word over 2,000 years ago are still irrefutable in the age of modern day science. You know, Isaiah 40 says it like this, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. So we can ascertain that the Bible is not just a book. It's not just another book like other books that may grace your bookshelf. It is completely different. In Hebrews 4, we read that the Word of God is living and active. There's no other book on your bookshelf that is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What other book on our bookshelf discerns the thoughts and intentions of our heart? It's quite incredible, isn't it? And this beautiful verse in Isaiah 55, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Quite incredible. And, you know, as much as there is information about the church, incredible information, it's not for the sake of information. It is revelation for the sake of transformation. You know, millions have testified of lives transformed by reading and applying God's Word. And it's backed up by research. In 2009, the Centre for Biblical Engagement issued a report based on research with over 8,500 self-identified Christian adults who were willing to participate in a survey about Bible engagement. And it concluded that people who read the Bible at least four times a week experience the following benefits. 50%, sorry, 57% lower odds of alcoholism. 68% lower odds of sex outside of marriage. 61% lower odds of engaging in pornography. And 74% lower odds of gambling. And not only that, there was also, not only was there a decrease in unhealthy choices in our lives, but there was a 228% higher odds of sharing your faith with others. A 231% higher odds of discipling others. And a 407% chance, higher odds of memorising scripture. How incredible, just four days a week. You know, the Bible was written, especially the New Testament, was written in the Greek language. And there's two words that describe God's word from that Greek language. And the first you would have heard from stage many times before. The first is logos. And it's described as a principle originating in classical Greek thought, which refers to a universal divine reason, imminent in nature, yet transcending all oppositions 
and imperfections in the cosmos and humanity, an eternal and unchanging truth present from the time of creation and available to every individual who seeks it. The Logos Word of God. You know, in Thessalonians 1 we read, We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be his own people. For when he brought you the good news, it was not only with words, logos, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. So we have the logos word of God. And without that, we would have no way of knowing God's plan for our life, God's purpose or our place in that purpose. Romans 15 says, such things were written in the Scriptures long ago to teach us. And the Scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. The other Greek word is rhema. It literally means an utterance. How beautiful is that? An utterance, an inspired word birthed within your own spirit a whisper from the Holy Spirit or God's word spoken to you. So not only is there the Logos word of God, but there's the Rhema Holy Spirit whisper that is specific for you. How can it be that out of an ancient text, a word so specific to you and your situation can speak straight to your heart and may, you know, sometimes make your knees buckle. Have you ever had that, that experience when you've read something in the Word? And maybe you've even read it before, but this time when you read it, it pierces your heart and it brings resolution, it brings hope, it brings breakthrough. How? Because His Word is living and active. That's what it means. It's living. It has an impact on your life. It is undeniably a whisper from the Holy Spirit. You know, many years ago, um, Lloyd and I were actually, we were fighting to keep our marriage together. We were not in a great place and we were struggling to um, find hope and to, you know, believe that we could come back from the place that we were in. And, you know, in that dark place, I literally picked up this Word of God and I didn't even know where to read. I didn't know what to read and I just flipped the Bible open and it fell open at Jeremiah 33. And I read there the title that said The Promise of Restoration, which immediately got my attention. And it speaks of a city in ruin and it says, you say this place is a desolate waste, uninhabited by people or animals, But this is what I say. There will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom. Still gets me. And the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord. Do you know what? That absolutely floored me that day. That's all I needed. That was my anchor. That changed my perception. It changed my hope. And you know, today we're living in that promise. The Word of God that can bring 
absolute transformation. You know, in John 6, 63, Jesus said, the words which I have spoken to you are spirit and life. That's exactly what they were for me that day. They were spirit and life. They weren't just theory. They weren't just words on a page. They spoke about bride and bridegroom, for goodness sake. I don't think I'd ever read those words in the Bible ever in my whole Christian, you know, history. How incredible is God with His Holy Spirit rhema word from His Word? Who can testify to that? Can I have a show of hands? Look at that. Isn't that amazing? Have a look around the room. So many people, if you're online, put your hand up and say, that's me. I have had, I have experienced a rhema word from God. What I love about the Word of God is that it is all God needs. His Word is enough to speak something into existence. He doesn't need a source. His Word alone is enough. In Genesis 1-3 we read, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light the first day. You know, it took me years to realise that When God said, let there be light, there was still no sun or moon or stars. There was just light. Why? Because God spoke it into being. The sun and moon and stars weren't even created until the fourth day. But his word is enough. Let there be light. There was light. You know, there is no greater way to get to know God, to get to know his character, his nature, his goodness. And the life that he has for you than by reading his living word. It's where our faith is birthed. You know, in Romans it says, Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. There's another rendering in the Jubilee Bible and it says this, so faith comes from hearing and the ear to hear through the word of God. Isn't that beautiful? So it's actually God that gives us the ear to hear, to be able to understand and apply the Word of God. God, through His Word, is rewriting your story. His Word has a solution for every human condition. You may have once struggled with fear, but by His Word... Now you do not fear. For in Isaiah it says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. If you're feeling hopeless, Psalm 119 says, You are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. If you are still waiting on the fulfilment of a promise, 2 Corinthians, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. Or Numbers 23, God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? If you're experiencing grief or depression, his word says in Isaiah, He will provide for those who grieve a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. 
If you're feeling desperate, Psalm 34, 6 says, In my desperation I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear Him. When you need protection, what does the Word say? God's angel sets up a circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to Him. If you're experiencing difficulties, Romans 8 says, And we know that in all things, in all things, not some things, not a few things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. When you are weary, His Word says He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. When you need direction, Psalm 32 says, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. You know, it's such a contrast of our perception sometimes of a God that's waiting to smite us when we do something wrong. You know, when we step out of line, when we miss the mark and we feel like He's after us or that we've, you know, we've lost, we've fallen out of um, His affection. That's not what the Word says. And you know, even if you feel like you have lost your way, He even tells us how to find our way home. It says in John 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do you know your story can change today? Once lost, once broken, but through His Word, through His transformation, through the hope of His living Word, now redeemed. As you read His Word, as He speaks to you, as He guides you, as He protects you, as He directs you. There are only two things that live forever, only two. They are the Word of God and they are the souls of people. They're the only two things. The Word says to us that we will live forever somewhere. We either live in the presence of God or we live separated from God because of our sin. How do we live forever with Him? Well, not on our own, right? Not by through anything we do. Scripture tells us that we have all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God and sin separates us from Him. But in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God. And the Word came to earth in flesh as His Son, Jesus Christ. He bankrupted heaven to send Jesus to earth. He was without sin. He died in our place so that our sin could be forgiven. 
God so loved the world, the Scriptures tell us. He so loved you that He sent His only Son. And whoever believed in Him would not perish, but have eternal life. You know, this morning as we prepare to go into this 40 days in the Word, some of you don't know where you stand with God. Some of you have a question mark over that area of your life, over the things of faith. And you know, I want to say to you that there is an opportunity today to put your hand in the hand of your Creator, to come home to Him, to surrender the way we live our life and to live our life by His living Word, to be transformed by Him, to say, you know what, I'm sick of carrying the burden by myself. I'm not doing so great doing it my way. And just say to Him, Lord, I want to do it Your way. And you know, you know when He's knocking on the door of your heart. You feel the flutter. Even as I'm speaking this morning, you feel the flutter. It's like, could it it be me? Could He be knocking? Absolutely He's knocking. And it's by no accident that you're here this morning because He adores you. He pursues you. He laid down His life for you. So this morning, if that's you, who is in the house this morning that's going to put their hand in the hand of their Creator? I'm going to pray a prayer and ask you to follow along. So just bow your heads, close your eyes and say after me, Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for living life my own way. Today I'm coming home to You. Thank You for paying the ultimate price for my life, for dying on the cross for me. I open up my heart to You and ask You to come in. Be my Lord and my Saviour. I give my life to You. Would You walk with me, talk with me, be with me for the rest of my days. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Can we just celebrate with those people? If you, can I ask for a show of hands? If you prayed that prayer this morning, maybe for the first time ever or the first time in a long time, and maybe can I just ask for eyes to be bowed, heads to be bowed and eyes closed while I, while I just ask for some privacy for these people. If that's you this morning and you prayed it for the first time, or maybe you feel like, It's a coming home moment for you. Could you just raise your hand in the house this morning so I can see you and just a few trusted people can see you because we want to gift you with a Bible so you have His Word and we want to pray with you. I see that hand. Thank you so much. I see that hand. You can put it down. Thank you. And God would say, welcome home. Welcome home. Thank you. Online, if you're watching, would you respond in the chat and let us know that's me, that's me this morning. I'm surrendering, I'm coming home. Thank you, Lord God. Let's just give those people a round of applause. Greatest decision you will ever make. Greatest decision you will ever make. Thanks for listening to this message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.